Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike alongside my good friend Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? Um, strangely enough, I'm doing pretty good. I have today off, which is kind of awesome. Uh, but I also work next weekend, so um, I guess it's like a mini, like middle of the day weekend thing. But it's been great. Yeah, that's good. Um. The, the weather's looking nice this week for us. We are recording this on Wednesday, a day that we normally don't record, but the way schedules worked out this week, it ended up being the best time to do so. What have you been doing to Pokemon, just in general? Because, I mean, we, we've mentioned the DLC a little bit, but we've been playing a lot of the video game lately, so how's that been going for you? I've been doing a lot of the Max Rain Den battles, uh, trying to go for Shiny Rayquaza, um but recently a pokemon i'm trying to think here okay so in the last few 48 hours put it that way so i did it some on monday and i got a shiny magneton which people say it's gold but it looks like brown and black to me i don't know uh and then yesterday i went to go vote and it was about an hour wait so i did the national thing and i pulled my cell phone out and played pokemon go and strangely enough i got a shiny eevee that was pretty cool Mm-hmm. I named it Murka, and I'm going to name the EV of whoever wins the election. Um, Fair we enough. Might, might know by Friday, who knows? And then just kind of hanging out in the evening time with some of our friends uh, doing the Max Raid Battle Dens again, trying to look for Shiny Rayquaza. It'd be one of our older uh, editor when we first started. Um, he got the Shiny Rayquaza. A little jealous there. But he's had to be pretty nice and do it with me still again to keep going. And I got a shiny Galarian Opsigoon, which is red, white, and blue, which I'm going to call Merka 2.0, I think. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, maybe I'll change it to whoever wins as well. That'll be interesting. Yeah, you, you've had some fun with those raids. I've done them a little bit. Um, the raids really are the best part of the DLC by far. It is like we talked about last week. It is very nice just to have people together. I've been looking for the shiny Reggie's. I'm still on Reggie Ice. I got Reggie Steel last week. It is a much longer process than Raid Adventures. But hopefully, I really hope that by the time this goes live that I have gotten the shiny Reggie Ice because that would mean that I would have had back-to-back week-long hunts. Um, and that that's is a lot brewing. of time. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of like soft resetting. That's a lot of running around and re-encountering. It's, it's a lot, but... I have a problem with when I set out to do something, it bugs me unless I get it done. So I just like painstakingly do it until I complete it. So I will get them. It's just a matter of when. Uh, but it's been yeah. fun. Yeah, with the China raid battle, like the, these Max Den raid battles, though, I, I like them a lot because um, before you used to go like, to these Dynamax battles, right? And you have to pick your own Pokemon and you basically wipe it out and within like a couple of turns, right? The reason yeah. I like this new thing, there's a lot of strategy involved now. You get these rental Pokemon that not always need the the moves that you need to do for your final boss, and you have to strategize a little bit whether you go left or right, and be like pick a certain type against something, but you gotta look down the road a little bit to see if there's a typing that might help you. So it's been a lot of fun like looking to that and like talking. Like there's been some a lot of creative plays. So like uh I think it was like Splod one time doing Rayquaza and Ibby had Orbeed with After You and so he'd After You with me and I'd, and I'd go earlier in the battle 
some cool speed swap stuff. Uh, Weather Ball, which I found out Weather Ball doesn't work with ice and hail. Yeah, it's sad. I was like, what? It works with everything but uh, hail. Rain, <laughs> sun, sand, no hail. Because I always thought I was outsmarting things and going against requests. I'm like, oh, someone's going to set the hail and I'm going to use Weather Ball. Nope. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. There's a lot of communication-based type thing and a team-based thing, which I always enjoy. And that's probably my favorite part about the whole thing. Yeah, it is very nice. I, I, I enjoy it as well. Aside from the video game, we actually had some pretty good news get revealed to us just after the podcast posted last week. Kind of just usually happens where it's like 12 hours after we record, 12 hours after we finally get everything situated, that more stuff gets revealed. And that did, in fact, happen. Not a bad thing, though. So we got like five or six things to move through today. We're going to be pretty quick and concise on certain things. Um, Other things will warrant bigger conversations, and we'll kind of just naturally get to them as we do. The first thing on the list, we're going to go with the easier stuff first, the more uh, simplistic conversations before we get to the complicated ones. And that is, um, in Japan, they revealed a collection kit for Hop, Bead, and Marnie, who are three of the main characters in the Sword and Shield video games. They will each get their own trainer card in the kit, which we, these cards already exist. Marnie, Hop, Bead, they already exist. Um, but you'll get an alternative one with a signature from the character on the card. So it's almost like a little autograph card. And you will get one of the mini binders that'll hold, I think it's like 70 to 80 cards. So if you're someone that's a fan of the of the characters, this is a nice little thing, yeah. These are beautiful arts too. I I wish I can. I just I wouldn't mind collecting these. These are beautiful arts. Like Hop is in a library with a book and writing things down, as Hop usually does. Tries to study these Pokemon and try to get better. You have uh, Bead or Bada, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. I assume it's Bead. Uh, it's Bead. Yeah, contemplating the fa- becoming the fairy gym leader with a jersey in front of him, and then you have Marnie like hanging up with uh, Morpeko in the city and type of things like that and in the, in the background she's like fighting in a tv too yeah they're, they're awesome and again if you're a really big fan of those characters these will get these will get sold right people will buy them because they love little stuff like this so uh, i think these are really nice little pieces of collector items as well next up on the list we have theme decks so the vivid voltage theme decks were in fact revealed to us the two themed Pokemon are Dreadnought and Charizard. Dreadnought, there's really nothing special about it. Um, the deck will come with Great Ball, Evolution Incense. They both will come with Profe- uh, Professor's Research. You will get three copies of Nessa, which is the new supporter. I believe it's like put any combination of four water energy or Pokemon into your hand from the discard pile. It's it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of the sniping water types, Cramorant, Barrascuta. Pretty basic. I think that's what we have in this 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 deck list. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. So we can, we can see the Pokemon that's in there, but we don't know which Pokemon card it is. We're assuming it's a Sniping Beerusquita. I'm gonna assume so. Yeah, if it's coming with this set. And then on the other hand, we have the more obviously heavily sold one, which is in fact the Charizard. Um, Charizard is a promo. Charizard is the theme deck card. This one will come with Leon, which is the 30 damage buff supporter. It'll also come with Professor's Researches. I think that the Charizard one is better in terms of value 
overall, um, both play-wise and financially, because I do know for a fact that those theme decks are already being pre-sold for about $30. Because um, Charizard. Because Charizard. So that's about, for those of you who don't know, that's a little over a 200% increase in what those prices normally look like for theme decks. Dreadnought, there will be a bunch of them. Charizard, not so much. But usually, usually they have like an alternate art or hollow as their as the thing as the uh, main card. Because I don't think Charizard Charizard hollow. Oh yeah, it'll be hollow. I don't. But usually in the, in the set, isn't hollow or is it regular? Um, it's a rare. Yeah, I think usually they put things that are regular rares into these theme decks to have a shiny or a shiny uh the. Johnny hunting on the brain, yeah, hollow finish mm-hmm. um, in these theme decks. It'll be interesting to see. The The funny part about this, though, is people are going to rush these theme decks. Zero percent chance that Charizard is a PSA 10. Because <laughs> every single time you open a theme deck, that card is warped to the heavenly skies. It is super warped. Um, it's obviously playable. It's not like it's bent in half, but good luck getting that PSA 10 graded, which I know is going to be a reason why people buy these theme decks right now. These are average, though, right? We always look at theme decks before a set comes out, and we kind of assess them based on what we think. And overall, I think these theme decks are pretty middle of the line. If you were starting right now, I don't think you'd have much of a problem with either of these. I think Charizard is the better out of the two, um, but the staples you get getting... Evolution Incense, getting Professor's Researches, Sonya's, and then respectively Nessa and Leon. I think they're pretty good, yeah. Yeah, so the Charizard's going to be the better one. That's easily... Uh, you can easily edit that out. Stuff on there, too. You can add more Leons into it and take something else out. You have a bunch of other Pokemon that don't really need to be in there. So it's an easy fix and probably add some rare candies to it and you have a decent deck. Because the Charizard-Leon combo, I think, is decent pretty good it'll be good enough to get you by and then when you're ready to build like a fully fledged meta revolving deck you'll have some pieces that can help you out right we still know boss's orders but i think because of the reprint for boss's orders that we won't have much of a problem actually getting those to players who need them moving forward we have new cards so in total we have about eight new cards we're going to talk about and then we're going to go today so like I said, it's a pretty clear, concise, straight-to-it episode, which is always good. So first up, we'll go easy. This is actually the most recent one. We got Team Yell's Cheer Towel. This is a trainer item that just says heal 50 from both active Pokemon. This is a card that only fits in stall decks, that only fits in control decks, because there's only there's very few archetypes There are very few archetypes, I should say, that don't require damage on the opponent's Pokemon. So this card will see play in Mill, Stall, and Control. And I'm curious to see what you think of my statement here. Uh, I I agree with it. You're going to see it more into those uh, Pokemon. I think you will probably see this as well in... um, Colossal? Colossal VMAX. I don't know why I mix up those two all the time. Why is that? Why do you think they're going to... Why Why is this going to be played in there? Um, Because it's it's tanky as it is, reducing damage, and it relies on healing, so it does play Mal and Lana. Um, even though you do hit 240, so at most you're probably two-shotting some things, like the VMAX stuff. So I don't think it's that big of a deal to heal 50 off 
a VMAX card that you're facing against. So you're saying that if you're hitting 240 anyway, you're going to two-shot those 320 HP ones. So just by healing off 50, it doesn't really change the the actual knockout, right? No. So if you have tanking things, I think like uh, Colossal VMAX or like uh, Sir Fetch V. Mm-hmm. Those who have those damage reducing things like through the uh, fighting special energy, I think those might be more acceptable to deal with. I could agree with that. Uh, I think cards like this are really neat. They're 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 pretty insurmountable though. They're pretty tiny just because heal fifty isn't even that great anyway. But in terms of just finding a niche for the sake of the conversation, I think it's fair to say that Team Yell's cheer towel will be there. Um, this is going to be part of the shard of the. Shiny Star V set. It's going to be part of the Shiny Star V set coming out on November 20th in Japan, and it's our February set, I believe so. So we'll be getting this sometime in the winter. Moving forward, we have some new Pokemon for you. The first one is something that's very, very interesting, and I think is going to motivate a lot of people to check back into the card game if they are kind of sitting out and watching because of the pandemic, and that is Ditto. Ditto V and Ditto VMAX got announced. Ditto V is a 170 HP colorless Pokemon with the ability Metamorphosis. Once during your turn before you attack, you may switch this Pokemon with a basic Pokemon V from your discard pile. Any attached cards, damage counters, special conditions, and any other effects will remain on the new Pokemon. It's got a retreat of two, it's weak to fighting. Ditto VMAX is 320 HP, and for three colorless, does max transform. Choose one of your opponent's active Pokemon's attacks and use it. I'm going to go ahead and say that VMAX won't see play, but V actually will. Because this kind of does the same thing that the previous Ditto did. Ditto Prism Star helped players essentially play five of a card in a deck. So you could run four Zorua's and one Ditto Prism Star and still have potentially five cards that could evolve into Zoroark GX. I think Ditto V is very similar to this because if you use its ability, you just replenish a card that already got knocked out or that you just put in the discard with like a quick ball, you know? So you're looking at a situation where I'm going to use Zacian V a lot today as examples for things. You go from four Zacian V to five to six to being able to reuse that. And that also... Goes for a lot of these other baby Vs that are decent um, and you want to run more than four of. I don't know how often that's going to happen because of the price trade. So I'm not saying it's as good as Ditto Prism Star. I do think it's substantially weaker because of the being a two-prizer and being able to replenish Vs, which are also two-prizers. But what do you think of Ditto V and Ditto VMAX, either as a combination or as separate cards? I obviously Ditto V will get more play based on the fact you have Quick Ball, you have uh, Process Research, you have these um, cards that will put your things in discard portal for you. And it's essentially a re- your recursion card, right? You put it down as a placeholder in hopes that you trash something to get out of your, out of your way, right? Um, that's always the biggest scare about putting it down the Denny GX or a Crobat V is you know it's going to get knocked out because it's got low HP. You have a similar issue with Ditto V, but I'm not as scared about it because, like I said, you have that recursion. You can put something better in that slot. So that's it, it's it's kind of weird to say, but I, I don't even want to count it as a Pokemon slot card almost. 
because I feel like you can just recur it back until you play. Well, that's kind of how it is, right? I mean, yeah. you're it's not being used. It is a placeholder. That's literally what it is. That's what I'm saying. It's like a five slot, a fifth slot for a V. Now, VMAX, will it see much play? No, but I can definitely see one of those decks that may take uh, multiple energy and play Ditto VMAX. Because uh, I choose one of your Pokemon because you don't have to use the... You don't need the energy requirement. Moment, which is nice. Um, so I'm trying to think in my head uh, how that could be played out for some of that, those things. So like obviously GX attacks, you were trying to alter creation back. I think you still need that extra energy of uh, water, I believe, for the prize trade. Yeah, because that's what the text would say. So you would still yeah. need that, yeah. You still need like that kind of thing to it. So if you're playing a water deck, and you alter creation with a uh, water, like water. So this will maybe be pretty interesting in like uh, the um, Galarian Darmanitan thing, just to get an extra prize card out of the deal. Mm -hmm. An extra damage buff too as well. Um, so there's definitely things, interesting things that could happen to it. So I'm not going to completely knock it out of the way. Um, but it's, I think it's more situational type of thing to, depending on the meta as well. So if you're trying to return a knock, knockout and you have a Zacian, um, and you're trying to hit something for 230 and you can't with regular Pokemon, I don't see why Ditto VMAX can't do the same thing. Well, it can. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's going to end up being super situational for VMAX because, I don't know what situation would exist where you would need Ditto V and Ditto V Max to compensate for the deck that you're already playing. You know, it's a three prize card. And I'm glad it's 320 HP. I'm glad they didn't like shortchange it there in comparison to other V Maxes. But I, I can't justify a situation in my head where. Not yet, at least. Right. Not yet, at least, where you do that. Now, now. Another benefit is triple colorless energy, right? It's a colorless yeah. attachment and it's a stage one. So yeah. there, there are scenarios where this can happen, like you said, but I can't think of one outright that really matters right now, at least. Because like you said, with alter creation, you would still need the extra energy. And with... Like, if you're copying Zacian's attack, I feel like you're in a really bad spot if you're trying to rely on this to knock out the Zacian at that point in the game. I don't know. I just... Ditto VMAX is not something I'm that, that keen on. I don't really like it at all, but I am a big fan of Ditto V just in the fact that you do get a fifth slot slash recursion. It's just it's just a really neat mechanic to have floating around this format. Yeah. But this way, you'll, you'll see Ditto VMAX if we are in a one knock one knockout uh which we basically are almost yeah we're almost there so because you, you say a triple acceleration energy so you can just slap one on there and just smack something but it's a it, it's not going to appear unless you're you're guaranteeing a one shot on something especially in the debt when the meta um calls for it yeah you have to you have to be able to change the course of the game the second you attack with this it has to be impactful the second that it gets played. It can't be something that sits around um, it because it's, 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 just, it's just, I don't know, it's useless a lot of the time. And we will see how people start to use this when it does eventually come out. Again, this will be coming in our winter set, our February set. 
So we'll have some time before we start to frame those opinions. But who knows, too? Maybe this will work out great because active Pokemon's attacks. I know we have some new uh, amazing rares. Yeah, so we'll we'll just kind of have to keep a tab on Ditto and just see how people start tracking and testing it online. Following that, we have another VMAX. This one's kind of interesting, and I it totally like threw me off guard because I forgot this was a thing. Um, Crobat VMAX. So we already have Crobat V. We know how strong it is as a staple supporter card, essentially, in our format. Crobat VMAX is a 300 HP VMAX. For one dark and one colorless, stealth poison, 70 damage. Your opponent's active is now poisoned, and this gets switched to your bench. For two dark and a colorless, max cutter, just straight 180. It's weak to fighting and a retreat of one. I don't really care for this card. I don't really either. I'm trying to play a scenario in my head where it would be useful. So the the times where Crobat has to attack is usually when they were playing against the Sidui, right? And you I guess, poison, yeah. poison things. The time you use Crobat V would be also against um, Zesh, uh, Zamazenta V. Mm-hmm. And so get, putting a VMAX on it to almost a, makes it a little dis- disservice. I'm trying to think of a scenario where Crobat VMAX would be a benefit. And the only benefit I see from it personally is A, you give it more HP, and B, uh, you have... I think that first attack is pretty decent. You get it out of the way, you get it out of the active, which you don't really want to keep it there. But how often are you going to use a slot in your deck for this VMAX, though? It's kind of like Ditto, right? Like, isn't that slot better used in a different way? So especially when Colossal VMAX gets more popular, which I think it will, um, based on Japanese meta, um, you're just putting yourself more danger, having an easy three prize knockout. Yeah, it's just, it's not worth it. And there's not a whole lot to say about it now, but yeah, I, I don't see Crobat VMAX or Ditto VMAX for that matter. seeing a lot of play. Ditto can see it more than Crobat can because of versatility, but not seeing a whole lot. Moving forward, we have three amazing rares. The first one up is Reshiram. Reshiram is 120 HP. It's a fire type, and for one, fire, lightning, and dark. It does Amazing Blaze, 270 damage. It does 60 to itself. Next up, we have Kyogre. I'm just going to pair them all three together. Also 120 HP. It's a water type. And for one water, lightning, metal, and colorless, this attack does 80 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon. So just a major, like, origin pulse, water spout move, like in the video game. It hits everything. 80 damage across the board. Finally, we have Eveltal, 110 HP, dark type for one fire, one psychic, one dark, and two colorless. Your opponent's active Pokemon is knocked out. Looking at the three, Kyogre, I think, is the least... It, it, it's not very overwhelming. 80 damage to everything is dope, but 270 on Reshiram and just knocking something out on Eveltal... I don't know how doable those things are, but that is clearly, clear. those are clearly stronger than what Kyogre is giving us. What do you think of these amazing rares? I am going to give you the opposite opinion. Ooh. I think Kyogre is the best of the three based on the fact of its energy requirements. So you have water, you have metal. You know where this is going. Uh, it's got water and metal. Um, I don't see a problem putting a light lightning energy somewhere. Um, especially having uh, 
Tapu Koko. You, you have Aurora Star. Energy. Aurora Energy, but you also have Tapu Koko Prism Star. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, you get rid of it. You can pop back on there. But it, at, a, at a certain, most of the time, when you are playing ADP, you 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 can probably. I'm assuming I haven't played in a while, unfortunately, and looked at it. But I'm assuming still it was the way it was. You can still able to get that third energy on ADP and accelerate energy. And I don't right, think yep. it's a bad way to accelerate to Kyogre because then at that point you pretty much have it set up almost. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I I get that point. Uh, I think I chose Reshiram and Eveltal. Just I think Reshiram is the strongest just because of the small energy requirement. Although Fire, Lightning, and Dark is a little more obscure, 270 outright is just a bulldozing attack. So in general, with Leon, which the little with the little damage boosters that we have out there, I think Reshiram out of the three could see the most play. Eveltal's just cool. Um, it's going to be one of those things where it's a gimmick, and it's a very, 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 very hard gimmick to pull off. Even if you had like an ADP, like that, that's not really happening. Yeah, because what scares me about Kyogre though is so Zacian hits two thirty, correct? Another eighty is three ten. Yep. So even if you do either uh, the 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 lens that spreads mm-hmm. more to V's and V maxes, or you add a um, the one that does the extra ten damage, the hustle. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hustle, the hustle ban. I forget what it's called, but it do extra ten damage, or which we'll talk about in a little bit. Then you use Zacian tool card. You can probably start one showing a lot of different things now because you just spread eighty damage to a lot of different things, being so that. Zacian can one shot so much easier anything like, even a Vmax at that point if because if you alter creation extra 30 damage so you're you're one shotting just about everything right at that point if you spread a Kyogre if you can get one Kyogre attack off right yeah all you need is one right and, which and even at that point too especially if you are um playing someone with Galarian um Zigzagoon you just knocked out a bunch of those you're jo- knocking out Jirachis you're knocking out a lot of support with that, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's why Kyogre is a lot scarier than that's the other fair. Two. I like that. I like the different opinions there. So make your own opinions on those three amazing rare guys. And then we might as well just jump into the last two cards on our list as we close out the show. As you alluded to, Zacian and Zamazenta are both getting support in the form of their signature items in the video games rusted sword and rusted shield rusted sword is a tool that states the attacks of the zacian v this card is attached to do an additional 30 damage to your opponent's active pokemon so there's that buff again rusted shield the maximum hp of the zamazenta v this card is attached to is increased by 70 these Look, looking at them on a piece of paper, just as standalone cards, knowing what we know about the Pokemon they're associated with, these are very, very strong, and some would view as unneeded tools. I, just like you, got really frustrated when we saw that Zacian V was getting more support. The more I've looked at it, though, I don't know. I... I understand why it's happening because of where we are. So Pokemon's obviously been pushing this one-shot format or this very aggressive, like, one or two turns. The game should be decided at that point, pretty much. And Zacian V is and has been, with ADP, one of the strongest cards in the format. But what this does is it sets up Zacian going forward. 
It essentially says when ADP is gone, Zacian is still going to be a token signature card that a lot of people will play, that a lot of people will build around, and that will exist until it rotates. This is the card they're investing in. This is the Zoroark. This is the one card that they're going to say will exist as a top-tier card and will never dip below that. And that's just kind of what they're pushing. And do I think during a meta with ADP and Rusted Sword that Zacian is going to be a bit too strong? Yes, but we've already gotten to that point where Zacian ADP is, is a super aggressive and overpowering deck that, quite frankly, has driven a lot of people away from playing the game right now. I don't know how much this card impacts that situation, but it's uh, I, I view it as kind of a shot in the gut to the card community because you understand why it's happening, but the community, the Pokemon, the TPCI is not ignoring... That's not the right word. They they aren't oblivious to it. They know the power problem they have in their game right now. They know that people aren't playing PTCGO, and they know that people aren't buying as many products in terms of the competitive game. Collectively, totally different, right? We know the collection things are going strong, but I guess Rusted Sword is a fine card for me going forward. I think that when ADP rotates, it'll be fine, and maybe that's when we're going to start playing again. You never know, but... I think this card could have been given to us at a later date instead of in February. I think that's kind of where I'm at with Rusted Sword. Yeah, I, I think they're giving it to us right now than later because you don't know if... I don't think they're going to reprint Zacian or Zamazenta. And if they do, it's going to be an alternate art where it's still associated with the base set. So once you, that, that's one of the frustrating things for like some other cards that we've had. Like the memories for um, fairy types? No, well, yeah, those, yeah, yeah, those fairy charms, but the uh, oh, Silvalli, Silvalli, yeah, sorry, I was trying to think of the name of my head. Um, but you had the memories for that, but you had some memories rotate out too early, and some stayed around, and some stayed later past um, Silvalli's life at a certain point, but then they re- they re- they redid it. Mm-hmm. So I think they wanted to keep it close to the base set. So it's it's there, you know. You had a musician printed in terms of amazing rare. I was gonna say V, never mind. Um, but still, like you don't want that too far out of rotation's reach because you're just, at a certain point you just have a dead card in a set. And so when you're trying to amplify a Pokemon, especially a legendary Pokemon, that you want to make the mascot of this whole set. Uh, I, that's why, I, like I, at first, I was upset about the the buffs, but I, I'm accepting it now because. Like Zacian is a legendary Pokemon, so you, it sh- in theory should be strong because we've had a bunch of legendary Pokemon cards, they're just not good. Right, and and I think to to piggyback off of what you're saying, I wish they just uh, th- what they should have done with the card is just remove the V from the statement because we know we have baby Zacians and baby amazing rare Zacians and Zamazentas, and that would be a whole lot more fun than just pigeonholing this to Zacian V and Zamazenta V. That, that way, um, on the utility that way, right? It just it 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 makes it less clear how much they're pushing this card, I guess. Rusted Shield, I I think it's cool. Zamazenta is no more than a pain, you know. It, it's put in a deck to take care of certain Vmax counters and to just kind of be a pain in the butt 
it removes special energy. It's just kind of a disruption card. So in in reality, Rusted Shield, whatever, man. I, I just think it should have been on Zamazenta, not Zamazenta V. Just like Zacian. Is that fair? I, I just think these would have been so much better. Yeah. If we just had them just be straight up for either Zamazenta or Zamazenta. Yeah, car with, the, with Zamazenta or Zacian um, in the text, yeah. Excluding the V mark. You can still put it onto a V, but you're not required to. Yeah, it's just not worth it. With that said, though, that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, everybody have a good, safe weekend and and enjoy the weather we're having recently. And at least from our standpoint, of view, the weather's been really nice recently. Uh, it was been cold where we are, and it's warmer again. So where we live is trying to figure out, figure out its mind where what kind of weather we're gonna have. So we'll figure that out. Yeah, it'll be good. And like you said, stay safe. Play Pokemon, enjoy the game, video game, card game, whatever you're doing. And with that said, we will see you next week.